Welcome back to the Tapes Archive podcast, where we release interviews that have never been heard before. In this episode, we are doing something a bit different. We have found a gem of an interview from 1978 with Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. To be clear, Mark did not do this interview, but we could also not find it publicly available. After listening to the conversation, we felt it was too good not to be released. At the time of this interview, Aykroyd was 26 years old and Belushi was 29. In the interview, they talk in depth about their two upcoming films, The Blues Brothers and Steven Spielberg's 1941. Also in the interview, Belushi reveals how he came up with a samurai character he played on Saturday Night Live, and Aykroyd tells where he found the inspiration for the SNL skit, The Coneheads. This conversation is jam-packed with SNL-related insights. If you'd like to support the show, please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. There, we post other content and information not available on the podcast. If you'd like to read the transcripts for any of our episodes, please head over to our website at thetapesarchive.com. We'll jump into the interview after a quick word from our sponsors. The Tapes Archive is proud to be sponsored by the true crime documentary, Dead Man's Line. You've got a hundred armed officers around here trying to get a shot at me. I dared them to shoot me. I didn't go down there to be a buffoon. I went down there for vengeance. And God, God, I'll have vengeance. In 1977, Tony Karitsis kidnapped a mortgage broker and held him captive for three days. For the first time ever, the media was able to cover the event live. To some, Tony was a hero. To others, he was a crazed thug. Dead Man's Line. The true story of Tony Karitsis. This award-winning film is available exclusively on Amazon Prime. One last thing before we get to the interview, the Tapes Archive podcast is a proud member of Osiris Media, a global community connecting passionate fans with podcasts and experiences about artists and topics you love. Thanks for tuning in, and now it's time to open the vault. There's going to be a Blues Brothers movie, right? Yeah. Yes. You're writing it? I'm writing it as we speak. Yeah. Sweet Home Chicago. Is this the script a... for it? Uh, this uh, yes. might well, be. Well, this yeah. is kind of a basis in it. Uh, well. We just want to get everybody who's out there. We want to get Luther Allison. Uh, you know, we want to We get, want to make uh, the movie. Uh, Sun Seals, man. We want to get. The uh, guys who are still around. What happened? Well, you know, we could go on and on. Really? Just, just to do bits in the movie where they where they play like, not they play either guys who are holding down gay, day gigs or, or, or who, who, you know, play the blues at night, you know, and uh, who are like well we envision a scene maybe if ray charles would do it where he's he's a blind pawnbroker and we, we go in we need an electric piano because we're going on the road and we need this piano and it's like and and we try to rip him off but there's no way we're gonna you know he's gonna let us steal anything and he, likes, and, and he demonstrates a piano and he can go yeah. he can play uh you know, a tune, do a number on the piano. So the the movie hopefully will have salt and pepper like, like that all through. Get on the white track, baby stuff like that. You know, or or uh, uh, lonely street. You know, all these great mm -hmm. tunes. Ray Charles was a great inspiration to us when we he did our show. Mm -hmm. He always said stuff like, you know, uh, that was a good show. I am hipness. You know, he did some great sketches on that show. He's too, right? wonderful. He did. He, did. he really yes, did, he man. Did. I mean, he's he great. Us, uh, he learned all of his lines in one morning, and we were reading about <laughs> cards on Saturday. Yeah. You know. I well, mean, he God, here's this blind yeah. guy who knew his lines that we were. Well, that was amazing. And, and plus, he said, never, never, never go faster than the music. Never get there before the music gets there. You know, a lot of people tend to play blues too fast. You know, and, and, and uh, talked, you know, he just said, don't worry, he'll keep going at it. And for I that show, you know, Lauren Michaels and Howard Shore decided to get together his old horn section and yeah. the Raylettes. Oh, so they show. hunted and flew them all in 
I think they got everybody. Yeah, Fat had to do with everybody. And uh, and they they played uh, they 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 played behind him for the for the show. You know. Do you have favorite shows? So are there standout shows in each of your minds? Favorite that, shows. Favorite. Are there little gems that stand out in your mind? Every show, every one of those Saturday nights has got like a, a real turkey or a couple of turkeys in it and a couple of gems. You know. It's, so we don't hit. You every tune week. in. You don't hit every like, sketch. You don't, like hit every yeah. you don't hit every week. Yeah. But uh, it's try. usually worth checking it out, flipping back to once in a while. You know. I tell you what, it takes about. Six shows to get our stride, you know, like uh, into a new season. Yeah. You mean six every shows year, into a new season. Sure. Yeah, but, every but year people fun. say every year, people say, well, we didn't have it yet last year because you go from week to week. You know, you judge it from week to week. I used to get real depressed. I think, oh God, who we got on the show this week? It's Turkey, <laughs> and we do it best. The writing's weak, and we go and do it, and it's a terrible show. And everybody wants to kill themselves after the show. Everybody wants to. And then quit, people you know? run up and say, and then hey, the next hey. week, yeah, people say, hey, that was yeah, great. It was good. And the next week, like, we'd have a show, and it'd be great. And we also, oh, we have a great show. You can't tell. You we just, just do going. the best we can, you know. We In the live going. situation, that's all we you can know, do. You know, the we critics just... can say whatever they want. I don't yeah. really. You know, care. at this point, at this point, they're gonna have to hose us out of the building to make us leave. I don't they're gonna care. have to throw me right off the job because I can. I want to show. They say leave the show. Do this. Why should I leave the show when I find like doing the show? It's hard. Is it still but you don't fun? leave something because it's, it's still hard. fun after sure. It's hard. On air, once hard. it gets on the air, once you're on live, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's fun while I'm on. You know, it could be no matter how mad I get during the week, or crazy, or when I quit. When that show goes on live, I'm smiling the whole time. How democratic is the process of Saturday Night Live? As it can by, be. by that I mean like uh, selection of guest hosts, selection of musical. Everybody artists. says these yes or no. Everybody, you know, everybody no, pitches yeah, in sure. yes or no. It's, it's you a pretty. Want to, you put it and you put down the head. So it's pretty head. much a whole group process. Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's much a very. Can, uh, it's like TV a family. Show, it really yeah. is. It really is. It's not like some of those mills in Hollywood where the writers are isolated from the performers. The, the scripts come out and they're delivered by messenger twenty three blocks away to the studio, and uh, they, they come in and the cast looks them over, and the writers don't have any processor. On that show, every writer, if he chooses to, can produce his own piece. Right. Go out there, and and that's what Lauren Michaels has done. He's he's given everybody. He's saying, listen, these are the facilities you can learn how to produce if you want. That's to. what we did with the Blues Brothers. I mean, we said we got the contract to do it. Then it was we would do just what we want to do. We do what we want to do. You know, like if anybody suggested, well, we want to do this song, this song. We I'd listen to everybody. You know, we listen to who to get for the group, what group to get, mm -hmm. and say yes, yes, and then go and do what we wanted to on our own. You can't be forced to say you like, have to make a single. We had a we, meeting. You know, either we've got it, the goods, uh -huh. or we don't have uh -huh. the goods. You do what you do. You can't try something. That, that, that but on, on, a, on a particular show, isn't yeah. like time allotted to each one of you? Because like, there's everybody gets a spot. Oh, you mean kinda. on Saturday night show? On Saturday night Not show. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes, on a Saturday night yeah. show. It depends oh. how it's written. It depends uh, who gets what and uh, how the writers feel who can do the best job in whatever scene you know sometimes i you know i like to do as little as possible because it was last year i was flying back and forth to the movies and i just said please don't give me anything but this season you've been doing quite a bit on the first uh, bunch of shows yeah they've been throwing me in there oh sure sure people like who are into barbed wire uh, into saturday night live are, running are like so me. into it i mean uh yeah. And there's a tremendous fascination, not only with the show, but with the whole process of live 90 minutes every week. I think most people are aware that it's a tremendous, I mean, it's just a tremendous undertaking. It's, I would not do television left this was live. Like, yeah, there's no way. No, I mean, the slime prime time stuff is not for me or for us. We don't do that stuff. Live TV is exciting. There's a risk there. Take, you know? take mm -hmm. TV is there's not a exciting. Risk. I mean, a live album is exciting to do. A live show is exciting to do, exciting to hear. That's why this album is exciting. So I guess Ooh, people gosh. pretty well know that we're, you know, that he's Jake and I'm Elwood. Uh, I know these are the, the characters, the alter egos we take on, you know. <laughs> 
because the whole thing is a theatrical thing. We come from a background of, we, we worked in Second City, which is an improvisational theater school. I might say it's a school because yeah. it teaches you how to, to write on your feet. You know, we, we used to go out, I mean, the process is very simple. We do a set show and then go out and improvise after that is go out to the audience and one actor would go out and say, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do some off the cuff scenes. Uh, give us uh, an occupation. Some guy yells out, lawyer. Okay, give us a place. A bathroom. A bathroom right. In a bus station, you know. So station. then we proceed to do a scene about a lawyer in a bathroom of a bus station. Can I try it with you right too now? The, no, no. 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 Okay. That's, those days are past. Okay. I mean, there were... Okay. Those are... Uh, you, just you know, ask. Because you, you can die. You can die if you improvise. You die. You know? Improvising. <laughs> See, that allowed you... Uh, at Second City, they, they, they expect you to fail it about half the time. But the so. thing is, we, it, it taught us how to wear hats and glasses and to work with costumes and to be... <laughs> <laughs> Uninhibited, you know? So, I mean, really, it's a theatrical thing. Like, like you know, a Greek theater has the mask, you know? Well, the Blues Brothers have the shades and the sunglasses. And the it's like patch. And the soul patch and the, and the, the suits. The suit, uh, that the suit is important. It's a uniform. And, it's, and without it, the act would, would be nothing. I'll tell you why the suit, the suit came about. I mean, the idea for the suit. The dark suit, the black suit. Well, I put this character called Shelley Bayless. Uh, On a piece uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, called Beatnik Cafe. That I think character it was. I don't know. It was. Uh, it was uh, uh, the minor thing. I did. We did this beat cafe. That's right. I, I played the most paranoid comic in the world. Yeah. I, I, you okay. Know. Now what happens with a lot of the paranoid comics and paranoid jazz musicians of the fifties, were that there were a lot of them were shooting speed. You know, you know, like Lenny Bruce type mm -hmm. guys, and. Uh, so uh, they wore shades. No, they wore shades, but they wanted they wanted to look inconspicuous because they didn't want to and look straight. Fun. They wanted to they look, look straight. straight. So they wore suits. So they wore suits. They wore black suits with black ties and white shirts that made them look like insurance men, hoping that they wouldn't draw attention to themselves. Interesting. And they would, they'd wear these black hats, and they always wore sunglasses day and night. You know, with these little soul patches on their lip. <laughs> they they so, blew their cover with it. So they it. thought so instead of so be, so they draw attention. You know, it'd be one o'clock in the morning. They had these dark shades on. So it basically looks like a, a, a 50s hipster junkie. Yeah, but it also it, it also could be the Blues Brothers also with the suits and the car they drive, which is an old uh, a Dodge Police Interceptor. They look like cops. Cops. They look like hit men. They look like chauffeurs, like limousine chauffeurs with the dark suits. They look you like know? rabbis. Some guy thought they look like uh, Hasidics. You know, Hasidic Jews, right? I mean, uh, uh, God, I mean, there, there's there's so many dimensions to the costume, and it, the, but the fact is that the simple thing is that Jake and Elwood aren't, aren't any of those things. Would just they're just like musicians. You know, it's like. You know, yeah. they, and they may look threatening or or straight or heavy, but they they really just want to play the music. How some of the characters come about? The more famous ones of you people, like the Coneheads, was that born in a writers' meeting it was or born in Danny's brain? Born in your brain, Danny. Huh? Well, I mean, uh, the Coneheads. Uh, I uh, I was intrigued uh, by the by video by by the fact that most screens are a certain height and 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 people you know people's heads are a certain height on the screen, and I figured why not fill up, you know, another three or four inches there, you know, on a twenty. One-inch screen, so I'm I, I'm fascinated with uh, with with uh, circus pinheads. I don't know. Uh, they're they're like uh, they suffer from oxycephaly, which is it's 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 a form of uh, of water on the brain. Okay, and uh, the, in in France, you know, at, at certain times there were there were roustabouts that were, that were pinheads that were like mentally deformed and a little simple, but they were very strong, you know, and and uh, and they would move the machinery and move the equipment and move the the, the circus around and, and put up tents and stuff. 
stuff, you know, as well as being in the freak shows. So uh, basically, uh, I thought, what if it's such a, because they're beautiful looking, at least I think so. I figured, you know, why not, uh, you know, get get these beings happening on, on television, give them the little capes they used to wear in the French circus exactly, have that look exactly, and, uh, and just, you know, put them from another planet. So originally, Tom Davis and I were going to do this thing, uh, you know, uh, cruising cones from outer space where these guys come down and, and try to pick up these uh, girls in a convertible, you know, in a big out-of-production scene that just couldn't have been possibly produced. And Lord Michael said, no, no, no. Take the cone heads. They look so strange. Put them in a suburban living room. Make them a completely normal kind of family. So uh, that's where Beldar's speech comes from. People of Earth, we were sent here uh, to establish a protoid fueling station on this planet, but I forgot my speech, you know. He forgot the speech he was supposed to give uh, over the loudspeaker at the UN when he landed his saucer, and they crashed their saucer into Lake Michigan. They just kind of hung up here. Well, they're hung up. They're <laughs> stuck on the planet. They get these communiques. Nobody's going to help them. It's tragic. <laughs> where where did uh, But No come from? I have no idea. I'll tell you what. Really? I was doing it. I, I wrote one one time, and... Uh, I just put it. I put it in one time during the editorial, and the next time I did one, I was working backstage writing it with Brian Doyle Murray, one of the writers who I worked with in Second City, who's now on our, right on our show. And I was doing the. I was writing it out. I was backstage, and we. I wrote the thing and we finished it. You know, and he said, "Don't you put? Don't you do that? Uh, but no thing." I said, "What?" <laughs> he said, "No." He said, "Don't you do but no?" I said, "What did I do that?" He said, "You did it last time on the show." I said, what do you mean, but you mean like, you know, you go, but no, but no, that thing. I said, I don't remember. He said, well, put it in here somewhere. So he stuck it in, you know. I said, okay, boom, I stuck it in, and the next time I did it, I said, but no, and God, I got a reaction. I you see, it's, it's, it. it's rhythm, because you, it's Steve Martin's thing, excuse me, but no, oh, you know, it's you know. like, it, it's a rhythmic thing, it's like a key that people can go, that makes sense, and they can say it. I didn't know. And it just yeah. connects with whatever it that connects. place is that makes you laugh, yeah. you know, just, you know. It, it yeah. just, it stimulates it, you know, for whatever reason. I know where the samurai comes from. Where? Well, I saw it on television one time, right? <laughs> I saw the Sheremafuni in the San Giro, and I had never seen a samurai movie. And it was just before I was on the Saturday Night Show. I was watching it. It was a Channel 13 educational station in New York. It was showing samurai uh, Japanese movies. And one week they showed San Giro three times. So I just happened to have it on. I looked at this guy. And went, oh, my God. It was the Sheremafuni. And he's going, What you do? What you do? <laughs> and doing all this stuff that I, uh, I couldn't believe in it. And the sword fighting was fabulous. I was watching it, and then it was on. It came on again, and I watched it again. And I was fascinated. So I was watching it, you know, and I was going, "What is oil?" And like I turned up, I, 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 I watched how he walked and stuff. It was funny and. Uh, yeah. Plus, there's an amazing physical similarity when he puts his. Uh, yeah. Uh, his, so I would like. Uh, did you see it? Did you see it? when you're watching the thing on television? You could almost kind of see yourself no, in the car. No, no, nothing. No like way that. did I think I could do that. I didn't know. So but, I just got doing it around the house. You know, like you, you <laughs> grab your hair like in a. I grab my hair like this, but like I would take his broom, you know, this broomstick that we had in the house, and I'd stick it in my belt, and I'd sneak up on my wife, you know. <laughs> And I go, what do I do? 
scare and stuff. And I start talking to her and knocking at it. It was a little, you know, I didn't know what I was talking about, what I was doing. I got my cats, you know, with a sword. Oh, you know, that ain't what was going on. And so when I went into audition for Saturday night, I didn't want to go and audition with something that everybody knew. So all my friends, most of my friends were there auditioning. So there was had, a cattle call. You wouldn't a, believe there were hundreds. There of were people. a lot of people who came in, but when I came and went in for mine, like 50 people came in the room to get me on the show. I mean, I had a lot of good friends who helped me. Oh, so, so Samurai predates Saturday Night Live? Just barely, yes. Uh-huh. But I mean, I didn't do it in any other shows. So I walked in there, and they didn't know what I was going to do. And like they were hoping that I would show this producer who didn't like me. Lauren Michaels was not nuts about me. I had what you call a bad attitude (laughs) about TV. And uh, so uh, I was kind of a punk, you know, you know, this is not very good, you know, but I'll do your show, you know. I was that kind of attitude, you know, I said, I'll let you I'll let you have me on your show. I was real. (laughs) The worst way to try to get a job. (laughs) So I uh, went in and I and I just. he said, what are you going to do? I said, uh, I don't know. I'll do about four minutes, this thing. And uh, I brought my robe. I put this robe on. And I took my shoes and socks off. And I had this ballet bar I stole from this uh, uh, rehearsal studio. You know, those little round poles. And I rubber band, I put my hair up, and I stuck this thing in my robe. And I turned around and went, and I started just walking around the room with this with this uh, pole. And... Uh, it was a real they loved it they, they loved hired it. me oh, that was it but we were the last two to get hired for we that show the because they weren't sure we were too. we had reputations of of uh, you know questionable dependability and violence uh, and uh, what was your reputation uh well you know i sort of uh like to slip between the raindrops as it were <laughs> and uh you know i mean well, uh, you know uh, there was a reputation that i wouldn't show up for gigs and that i was set I sometimes said I'd be there and wasn't there, and uh, you were crazy, Danny. And that I was crazy, yeah, and that uh, no one quite knew what to expect next. And uh, I know how to disappear and appear, yeah, fast, you know. And this kind of puts people off, you know. So uh, they weren't sure, uh, you know. I was kind of like the amoeba that they couldn't pin down, you know. Uh, so uh, and when you do, you put your thumb on them, they slip out from under you. <laughs> So, uh, you know, at, uh, at, uh, Lauren had to talk me into it, you know. It was, yeah. Now, how many people auditioned, did you say? 50? Oh, no, oh, there were Jesus there were Christ. hundreds of people. I mean, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For how many jobs? For a week. For a week. There was a week. For how many jobs? For the not ready for primetime players. For the seven. seven. Was that the number the in repertory his repertory company yeah. he wanted? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and going on four years, out of the seven, there's only been, what, one, one change. Right? That's right. Chevy out. Chase, so now you're six. That's right. No, we're so we're, Bill Murray came. Oh, out. and Bill Murray came yeah. in after Chevy left. Right. Bill Murray was almost. He was like the eighth guy. That see, we all knew each other. Gilda and Billy and Brian, uh, his brother, and uh, and I had all worked together up in Canada. And, and I had worked. John with, had worked uh, with Bill Gilda and, uh, and Bill. Bill uh, you know, and uh, like we all knew each other. And it was basically, I guess, Lauren just had to look around for other talent, and then finally grab the people he knew were ripe and ready to do mm-hmm. it. You know, and we went. We we went to school. We knew we knew what we were doing, and we were we were established and ready to handle a live environment because uh, of the all the shows we'd done at Second. 
city. And plus, our ability to, to think on our feet, to come up with material, dialogues, relationships, you know. And act. You have to learn how to you act. Have to learn, yeah, you have to learn right. how to act. You have to learn how to do impressions. You have to learn how to sing. Everything. You have to learn everything if you want to be in this business. It's not a The Second of- City Audition, in fact, and it's a standard thing. Everybody who, who does it has to go in. They, they talk to you, and then they say, come through that door and come through as five different characters, one at a time, and do one minute in each character's voice mannerisms, okay? Yeah. And uh, you didn't have to do that? No. Boy, I did. Well, I did. You were but real bad at first, too. I mean, all this stuff oh, is... thanks a lot! <laughs> all this stuff is great training. I mean, live television. There's, there had have been times over the years where <laughs> things just went completely off the page and out and somewhere. Not very often. Not very often. I'll tell you what. Uh... You don't want to improvise. You don't want to have to improvise, but it's something that's nice. They to got have you got a booth uh, full You've of got technicians. Uh, technicians. You've got five cameras. Right. You've got the other actors. They want you to be there, and they want the line to be there when they cut. So, yeah. so you, you can't gotta, pull any you can't pull funny stuff, stuff you, know? you know, like Frank Zappa did. But you can be ready. You can be ready if something happens. You can be ready, but you don't you don't blame it on other people. You don't do that. You no, but sometimes it must happen just uh, oh, yeah. by accident, I've like said, somebody gets weird. I've or said the f word a couple times by mistake. You know, what I mean, but stuff like that. You know. It's just by mistake. It's nothing. <laughs> well, how, yeah. like, what's the relationship between uh, Saturday Night Live and the N- and NBC and the standards of practices? Is that what they call them? We have who, uh, do, a, a, an understanding woman <laughs> and an understanding man who alternate the duty uh, on the on the board at Saturday Night. Now they sit there and uh, the writers will put in stuff in the script, and generally they're very reasonable. You know, they seem to be. And they sit there and uh, the writer we. Explain, uh, you know, the context in which something is written, and if they disagree with it, and think that, uh, you know, certain words like bulges or head cream or blowmaster. I mean, I, I've mentioned, I've mentioned hair products here, you know, yeah. really, uh, you know, blowmaster and head cream. They're uh, hair products, folks, That's you know. Right. right. And if she doesn't think they're hair products, uh, or he, or he, the other guy doesn't he think they're hair products, well, they, uh, yeah. you know, they, they'll, they'll, they'll object to it. And sometimes we, we lose with them. Sometimes we win. And hey, bartender. I said, went balling the other night. You no, know, started drinking and got. I blew each and all. I my blew friends. each and all my friends, which Felt means so I. Good, I had to blow again. I mean, and me they meant, came up to me that meant that he bought them all a drink. That's what the lyric means. So it really means. Yeah, it really means me. that. But they're they're pretty understanding, you know. Uh, it's gone as high as the president of NBC who's had to hand down a, a verdict because Lauren takes it that high. He really fights for it. See, if you it. don't fight for it, you're not going to get it. You won't get it on the air. You won't yeah. get it on the air. So if you just sit there like a lot of shows do and say, oh, well, it's the censors. Well, you got to go to the censors. you got to show them. you got to explain it to them. you got to argue your point, you know, and you fight all the way down the line. They don't just give up. So we Are there any really on. funny fights? I mean, like a story. Oh, there are wonderful meetings where, where uh, you know, Lauren is there and the <laughs> the censor, and then the supervisor of this of the standards and practices branch, and then uh, you know his supervisor and maybe a uh, a vice president maybe of programming, and they're all you know they're all sitting there and uh, it's it's uh, talking about pussy whip, you know, it's uh, you know deciding whether pussy whip should be a commercial or not, or uh, you know what uh, what is it, you know, it's like uh, pussy whip is it was for cats, it was the yeah, it was the dessert topping for. Cats. Cats. I mean, you know, uh, you know. So, uh, Colonel Lingus. It's great. Kentucky, that's right, Kentucky Fried, fried Chicken. chicken. <laughs> that's right. So that's uh, that's what they talk about there. You know, uh, okay. and they sort of adjust their ties nervously and flinch and smile. It's really great. It's a good fun. It's a, it's a wholesome show. It really is. I mean, you know, it's no way. <laughs> <laughs> it's who 
cares? Oh, it is. You don't like it. Turn it off. That's right. The thing about TV is that once you buy your set, it's free. And don't you, send any criticism. I don't want to hear it anymore. You don't have to buy. You know, when you watch TV, you, you can sit there, and the thing is you can turn it off any time you like. That's the beautiful thing about it. And, and you don't have to buy the, ha the, the hairspray and, and the, uh, the cheap cars that they're building today that only go 50,000 miles. And one large uh, car company, I might say here over the air, offers as an option a 50,000-mile powertrain warranty that they used to give away in cars 10 years ago. That's what this country's coming to. I don't like it. I'm getting out. I get the feeling that out of all of the not ready for prime time players, you two are Our like homos. maybe really close, <laughs> really close friends. Yes. Uh, uh, when did you two meet? Do you go back a long way? Uh, actually, we're on the show. We actually, on the really show. on the we, we met we met up up north uh, briefly, yeah. you know, and backstage at Second City briefly, and I think we did a couple of sets at Second City. That yeah, is where we improvised you. together, <laughs> and weddings uh, up there. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, John, I think he wanted me for the radio show. You wanted me to yeah, come down, come down uh, yeah. for the National Lampoon radio show. And I... That's an I, a record album. No, uh, no, no. The, the show. Yeah, no, it was a uh, syndicated show. Yeah, That's right. Show. It was about 200 stuff. Good humor. Good humor. And I was the director of it, and I wanted Danny Honor, you know, and he didn't come, but Gilda came and Billy came. And I, I guess we... Uh, Thrown in the situation, we came, we went toward each other as more or less protection, you know. I mean, yeah, when we were being sort of up for the job and they didn't want us and they, we weren't sure what was going to so happen. So we kind of uh, we, we, we I crashed at his house, you know, and uh, for about four months. Well, and, actually, for the first yeah, for the first year of the show, we sure if it was almost. I wasn't sure whether we, none of us were sure it was going to go past seven shows. So I uh, he had a slab of foam there at his place, and uh, you know it was in the closet. and He rolled it out, and I just bunked in there, you know, and. Mm -hmm. uh, crashed there. at his place and uh, you know the cats picked at my feet at night and <laughs> yeah. I mean joys of joys you know it was uh, <laughs> but uh, it was wonderful and then Judy uh, his wife was an angel in wasn't human it, form it I mean, yeah, it wasn't my wife then uh, that's right. I guess no, because you just got married. Yeah, but uh, you know, you're old lady or whatever. Uh, you know, she just you know treated uh, treated me fine, like I was a brother. And uh, so, we, and we what we worked we out real trips. good. Like you know, Dan and I would uh, get sick of the show, and we'd we'd uh, get a driveway car, and you know, like, uh, like a car you delivered to uh, somebody on the West Coast. You know, we we take it and just burn across the country in three days with the CB radio just to get away from everything. And then it was kind of you know we weren't that well known. You know. Mm -hmm. And we took we did a couple trips across. We country. spent a lot of time on the road, and uh, you know, on the road, you know. And, I uh, think we think alike. That, I think is, would that be hard to do now, being as well known as you are? Would it be oh, a hassle? Wherever you no, are? you just no, put you it to the floor. Keep, keep I mean, driving. <laughs> you just don't stop. You, you don't, don't eat, stop. You know? We don't stop. You know. I mean, <laughs> if that's the yeah, that's the essence. You know. So like part of the part of the Blues Brothers comes out when we were on the road. We talk about song. We play music. You know. I get a tape deck and just you know crank it up and listen, and uh, that was fun. You know. He'd drive like a madman, and uh, he turned me on to the Allman Brothers, and I turned him on to Ride of the Valkyries, <laughs> Wagner, you know, which he'd never heard. As we were sailing across uh, the Nevada mountains, you know, just fantastic. It was a revelation. Yeah, I did that in the uh, oh, that one show. Was it the Ray Charles? Or listening to great music, where I just oh yeah, that. the phonograph, yes, the phonograph. They didn't know I was going to do that on the air because I was. See, sometimes you don't know what we're going to do until we get there. Until we're on the air, I go. Oh God! How am I going to end this thing? And I start riding the Valkyries and go horses, you know, da da da, this and that, and then screaming and going into lines from combat, you know, throwing things, and then, then there was a stereo. And I don't even know how much it weighed. It must have been two hundred pounds. And I finally picked it up and threw it on the ground, jammed the scene. <laughs> 
I said, wow, sorry, I didn't know how to end it. <laughs> He's an expert at rants. You know, I mean, the rant, the update rant that he does. The rant and the rave. And then the windmill where he just whips around in the chair and whips back, you know. The man is extremely durable. And, and for anybody, if the Blues Brothers, you know, if it stays together, if things work out, and if we come to play whatever town uh, you're hearing our voices at. In your town. Yeah, in your town. Yeah, you should try to catch the act because Belushi, the moves. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, get, Really, I Look mean, the dance is you do that you do. Oh, I know, but I mean, uh, you know, your flips and everything, and uh, yeah. oh, geez, wish it's you could great. do flips on the radio, it'd be great. Well, the thing is, well, you can hear his dancing in Soul Man in the middle, they start cheering, and that's because Tanny's dancing. I've moved back, you know. Whoa, I can't believe it. Now, you guys are going to make a movie together. Uh, uh, which one? You mean 41? 1941. Or 40? Yeah, that's even Spielberg. Spielberg's new movie. This is just now it's getting an acting gig, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, right. Well, but, there might be a little uh, help rewriting. I get to play. The, the nice thing about this, I get to play a P forty pilot. You know, the the, the World War Two planes, or like the, the, uh, the flying uh, tiger P forty, uh, like in all the old World War Two. Yeah, movies. I think it had right. a Merlin uh, V twelve engine in it. If I'm, it might have been an Allison. Yeah, Allison, right. Right. Uh, here in this country. Uh, and then Danny play, drives a. I drive an M three tank, which yeah. was a Chrysler product. Uh, <laughs> and uh, well, as far as I'm concerned, any movie that lets me get up on top of an M three tank. And and uh, fire a 50 caliber machine gun, I'm going and to go and do it. Fly a fighter plane at uh, Straight Hollywood uh, Boulevard. That's, that's I'm right. I'm going to do it. That's and right. And crash in the Grumman's Chinese Theater. I'm going to do we, it. I don't uh, care about dialogue one bit. No, sir. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. Yeah. Do it. And I drive down Santa Monica Boulevard, uh, you know, uh, sort of over traffic, blowing out uh, street Cheryl Buffoni's in the movie, too. Let's he not give too oh, much okay. of it away, because no. uh, it's going right, to be fantastic. It. It's really going to be wonderful. It's Spielberg's first movie since Close Encounter. Yes, yeah. it's the it's a definitive. It's the it's the way war movies should have been made back then, with all the language and relationships that couldn't have evolved because there was a strict moral standard happening in the in 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 the forties. And it's it's a, a look at, at at a frenzied state Everybody of mind in nineteen forty one in 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 L A. Because it, it, it's based Hollywood, on true yeah. incidents, true you know. Incidents. When are you going to shoot this? Uh, uh, soon. This twentieth. Uh, I don't. This what, month. Next I, month. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How do you shoot a movie and do Saturday Night Live at the I same time? I did three time? movies last year. Well, you fly in, yeah. Plus, you know. we did a record, and uh, how do we do it? Yes, yeah. it can't be done. If you think about it, you won't do it. <laughs> Maybe you better so not talk about it. It's <laughs> just it's a robot time, you know. It's you just, just uh, turn yeah. on a automaton switch and uh, <laughs> you're through it. I'll just ask you, where are they shooting it? That's all in the hell about it. Yeah, LA. Lower Alabama. So you'll be on the uh, shuttle. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be on that old shuttle at Skyhawk. Yeah, we're talking I about it. Year. I'd fly out on, on Sunday to Eugene, Oregon. I don't have to go to San Francisco. Go to Eugene on Wednesday. I go from Eugene to San Francisco, back to Saturday night. Go back, boom, bang. I had to go to Durango to do that. Don't be baited to go see going south because I'm not in it much. That's all, all I got. Is to it say still out? It. Is it still out in the theaters? Or, uh, Who knows? Who oh, cares? I'm not sure. Anyway. Well, you were, uh, don't, don't belittle yourself. I never you saw the real movie. cute when I had a gold tooth in his mouth. You I just don't want nice people to be baited and think that I'm in a lot great. of movies. He looked great. He looked great. He did a decent job. He did his job. And, but uh, there's you know. a little bit of an exploitation on their part. They did that because they really... Uh, well, Hollywood is filled with a lot of slime, and I'm not going to mention any names. You know, you should play in this, oh, uh, on this show. Uh, you should They've got play. ice water going through their veins. Let's face it. More of our conversation with Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi coming up. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tapes Archive podcast. Please remember, you can always find more information about the show and the individual episodes at our website, thetapesarchive.com. Until next time, the vault is closed.